0: The day. Okay. When you get opportunity in this game, you make a play. Playmakers. The playmakers on three. One, two, three. Touchdown. Kansas City. The Chiefs are right in the thick of it, baby. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Super Bowl 57 edition, part one of Defending the Kingdom. From here in Scottsdale, Arizona, Mitch Olters with you, Voice of the Chiefs, and with Matt McMullen, Senior Team Reporter. This episode we'll call Handle It as we'll get into what the Chiefs have done over the past week and a half to get ready to win Super Bowl 57 over the Philadelphia Eagles. A reminder that this podcast is brought to you by the terrific folks at Community America, a great partner with the Kansas City Chiefs. Why am I sitting here thinking of the day I beat the drum in the Seattle (laughs) Seahawks game when it was like minus five, wind chill at kickoff? This feels much different.
1: Yeah, yeah. here we are in Arizona. It's truthfully the perfect day. Ooh. And people are probably wondering, why are you in a sweatshirt? Well, it was like 40 degrees this morning, but like the perfect kind of 40 degrees, and now it's like 70. We're in the sun. I mean, it's just perfect. So in the off season, we talked about, hey, we start in Arizona. We can end in Arizona. The fact that we're actually here, it's uh, pretty amazing. So we're enjoying every second of it.
0: Indeed it is. And this episode, we're going to entitle Handle It. So you're saying, oh, my gosh, look at that. Look at the, their surroundings and, gosh, great weather. But there's way more than that in handling the Super Bowl two weeks, and I'm going to say the two weeks as we'll get into that. But first of all, one of the great stories, there's so many storylines to this game against the Eagles in Super Bowl 57, but one of those down the line are the Chiefs rookies. And I think of Isaiah Pacheco, number 10, because that leads us, to
1: our trip around the world. And we have 10 people from around the world. There were so many people that wrote in this week. We'll get to you. We'll have another show later this week, and I'll catch up on the people I, I miss here today. But we have 10 people from around the world listening to DTK here today. We have Richard in Columbia, Maryland. Uh, John in Lubbock, Texas. We're forever indebted to Thank Lubbock, you.
0: Texas. Guns up for the
1: folks at Tech. Thank Absolutely. you Absolutely. Uh, we have Steve in Cleethorpes, England. Uh, Chaz in Mesa, Arizona. We've been getting more and more people from Arizona in recent weeks trying to manifest our trip here, and here we are. So Chaz is probably around the corner or something. somewhere. Um, We have Brian in Kearney, Nebraska.
0: Home of the Bearcats, home of the University of Nebraska
1: Kearney Lopers. Yep, near where you grew up. Mm -hmm. Um, Obima is in Lagos, Nigeria. Uh, Jack is in Madera, Ranchos, California, but originally from St. Robert, Missouri. Uh, We have a listener in Little Elm, Texas. Uh, They skipped school for the Super Bowl IV parade. Now, hopefully, we'll uh, get another parade here in just a few days. Did they skip school for the Super Bowl 54 parade? Don't know about that one. Let us know. Let us know if you made your way to Kansas City and skipped. (laughs) school or work for the super bowl 54 parade but i know they skipped school for the the super bowl four parade it's pretty cool Um, ryan is in new jersey and then mark is in new paris indiana so just 10 of the many people that wrote in this week i will get to you later i promise
0: again we'll have another episode later in the week that we will entitle win it this is handle it and honestly the chiefs are in the super bowl for the third time in four seasons that's pretty remarkable think about that it's crazy i mean Growing up on the farm as a Chiefs fan and I'm playing like I'm Len Dawson at every game, nowhere (laughs) did I think that I'd even be in a Super Bowl as the voice of the Chiefs three times in four years. But this one, uh, and it's been awesome so far as the Chiefs get ready to try to beat the really good Philadelphia Eagle team. COVID and Super Bowl 55 was just weird. Yeah. I mean, those Zoom calls, and we went down playing Tampa Bay in their stadium. It just felt like a regular game. Yeah. This feels more like Super Bowl 54 uh, in the uh, trip to Miami, but even this one has its own flavor. But we want to focus on, and I've said this, you can't win the Super Bowl during the bye week or the first couple of days of being here on site at the Super Bowl, but I think you can lose it. And where the – Uh, Background of the Chiefs coaches, specifically Andy Reid, coaching in his fourth Super Bowl, I think is immeasurable here because, Matt, even for just the two of us, all of the people that we work with, the details, the logistics can be laborious and yet to try to focus on what you need to do to win the game. I think that's what that's where we're going to focus on this episode of what the Chiefs have done to get to this point that gives them a chance to win.
1: Yeah, it's one of those storylines that we've been talking about a lot this week. And it seems very basic and obvious, but I really don't think every team attacks the bye week like we did and how Coach Reed did it. And one thing that I talk about quite a bit is that Coach Reed is obviously a genius. He's one of the best coaches of all time because of what he can do in terms of drawing up plays, but he's also a master organizer, right? And we see that at training camp There's not a second wasted at training camp, not a second wasted in OTAs. He's very efficient. And he did that and deployed that mindset during the bye week between the AFC title game and Super Bowl 57. And essentially, the entire game plan, as he's told us, was installed during that bye week. So there's practices down here in Arizona, but there's not a lot of new information being learned. Right now, it's all about tweaking things a little bit, practicing it, and refining it. But all of the the game planning and all the the nitty-gritty stuff was done in Kansas City when it it was just a normal week. There was no major distractions going on. Because like you said, and like we've seen even today, the distractions down here are immense and the obligations the guys have to do. All the media stuff, I mean, it's truly crazy. Media night was last night uh, in downtown Phoenix, and it was just, I mean, it's a zoo, really, and all the media stuff even every day this week is pretty crazy. So the fact that Coach Reed found a way to install the game plan and get everybody ready to go a week ago so that they're down here, they can handle all their media stuff, but, uh, and they can refine um, all the game planning stuff as well, but they're not learning a whole lot of new information right now because that would be frankly overwhelming.
0: Yeah, let's chip on one of the things you said and dig in a little further on it, because when Coach Reed came here back in 2013, his four pillars, basically, attack everything, fear nothing, uh, create energy, and eliminate distractions. Now that is a battle cry for Andy Reed and running this football team all throughout the year. But your point is a good one. This, this experience? is nothing but a distraction. (laughs) Let's talk about the so-called bye week, the week off. And you know, for 21 seasons, I was the voice of the Chiefs, and we didn't win a playoff game. And I often wondered, God, two weeks for the Super Bowl? That seems kind of overkill. Is this just for promotional purposes? Now you and I know that is nothing further from the (laughs) truth. That week has to be maximized, the week that we just experienced before we came to Scottsdale. And let's just take what the players encounter. Yes, they have friends. They have family. They have loved ones. Getting their people set up to get transportation, to get tickets, to get housing, lodging is can be somewhat ponderous. And for Andy Reid to say, hey, we've got to take care of the business. This is where the village comes into play here, too, on the football side and on the business side. And just for the two of us, for all of our people going, who's going to get to go? Do I get to go? Where do I stay? Do I get a ticket? What's it cost? All of that for the players can take a team off the track they might think they're working on football but if I've got to worry about those 15 things it's really don't I, it's divided attention to the football side of this Andy Reid's approach and what this organization is handle your business this is where we'll handle our business in this time frame in this time frame you have to forget all of that because they're gonna put in our game plan to beat the Philadelphia Eagles it may not seem like a lot But truthfully, in the 56-year history of the Super Bowl, the team that seemingly is able to reduce or eliminate distractions is the team that wins this game.
1: Yeah, there's only so much time in the day, and this week kind of makes you realize that. Coach Reed at his media session earlier today was asked, hey, would you kind of like if the Super Bowl was just the week after the AFC title game, like kind of keep your momentum going? And his answer was, "Uh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There's so much that we have to handle and get done in addition to game planning uh, for the biggest game of the season that it's nice having that extra week. Uh, It's so important. And for so many young players on this team, it's incredibly important. Now, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, a lot of these guys have been to multiple Super Bowls now. But there's also a lot of players on this team that have never been to a Super Bowl before. Think of all the rookies on this team that are making major contributions. I asked asked George Karloftis about it earlier today, actually. I said, how nice is it having that week back in Kansas City where you can – just go through a normal week, you can game plan, you can attack it like it's a normal game, and then you come here and you can handle all this stuff. And he said it was immensely important. It makes it so much easier. And he does not feel overwhelmed because of that extra week. So the experience on this coaching staff, the fact that they've been to multiple Super Bowls now, they know how this works, and they can present the players with a plan that's going to put them in a position for success is why we're so fortunate here in Kansas City.
0: You could not underrate what that means in the Chiefs preparing to win this game. Another note here, if you're not coming to Arizona here for the game for Super Bowl 57, we invite you to go to the official Chiefs watch party. It's at Jay Rieger & Company Distillery. Now, this is fantastic. I don't know if you've ever been there before, but you want to go there, especially for the Super Bowl party. There's going to be ticket giveaways uh, for next year's home opener. There's going to be other prizes. Casey Wolfe will be there, so will Rumble. And Mark Bullrich will be there, former Chiefs wide receiver. He had the 99-yard touchdown against the Chargers back in 2002. So make sure you get the full Super Bowl experience in Kansas City. Do it at Jay Rieger & Company Distillery with the official Chiefs watch party for Super Bowl 57. Now let me take another turn, and that are the veterans who have never played in this game. Carlos Dunlap comes to mind. 13 years in the National Football League, had never won a playoff game. I remember seeking him out after we were done with Chiefs Rewind. I wanted to find Carlos Dunlap because I knew what it meant to that guy to win a playoff game. And he said, let's keep going, let's keep going. Now he's playing his former team in Cincinnati. He wins an AFC championship, and now he's here. He's never been here. There are players who played in this league for 10, 15, some more than that, that never experienced the Super Bowl, never played in this game. So they, in essence, are just like the rookies. They've never done it. Juju Smith-Schuster is another one that comes to mind. And a guy that's kind of gone through it but never played in it is Juan Thornhill. I saw him earlier today. I just said, you've got this chance back. Matt, I saw him after the Chiefs won Super Bowl 54. Remember the euphoric locker room scene. And Juan was just kind of leaned back against his locker. And he was enjoying it, but he didn't get to really be a part of it. Remember, he injured. He tore his ACL at the end of the regular season. It took him out of the run to Super Bowl 54 championship. Now he's here. So now he's playing in this game. And now he's trying to eliminate the distractions to give him the shot that he wasn't sure he was ever going to get again. So it's that way for the rookies for sure. But think about the
1: veterans who have never played in this game are thinking, I'm here, how do I handle it? And those veterans also have the perspective of the fact that this isn't normal. I mean, going to three Super Bowls in four years is not normal. You can probably count on one hand the teams that have done that We're so lucky in kansas city that we're going through the golden era of chiefs football and one of the greatest runs for any team in nfl history and for a lot of these rookies and young players we were joking about it earlier like about our families that maybe weren't Chiefs fans until recently this isn't always how it's been and this is not how life is always going to be in the nfl and these veteran players understand that and realize it a guy like carlos dunlap is a great example a 13-year nfl veteran one of the best pass rushers of his generation had never won a playoff game until this year. And we talked to him earlier. I wrote a quick article on Chiefs.com about this as well. He had three goals that he listed out in training camp on August 4th in St. Joseph. He said he wanted to get over 100 sacks. He did that in week 10. He wanted to win a playoff game. Check. Did that in the divisional round against the Jaguars, and now he's in the Super Bowl and has a chance to have a clean sweep of those goals in a matter of six months. The funny thing, though, I kind of presented that idea to him, like, hey, you could accomplish all these goals in uh, one season, and he didn't even want to go there. He's like, the job's not done. I'm not even saying that it's almost there. The job's not done. We have work to do until I can even think about that. And I really appreciate that mindset because he knows how hard it is to get to this moment.
0: He had the same reaction with me after I gave him the big hug. And I said, hey, after waiting 21 years for my first playoff win, I know what this day means to you. That was after the Jaguars win. (laughs) And he said the same response. Yeah. Thanks, man. Got it. But we got more work to do. And oh, by the way, it's my old teammates next week. I played (laughs) 10 and a half years with the Cincinnati Bengals, but to win the AFC Championship game. And now he's here.
1: And he had seven pressures in that game. It was a season high for him. I think he wanted that game badly. Oh, my gosh. We'll
0: get into him and the rest of his front teammates on Thursday in an episode that we'll entitle Win It. This is the episode entitled Handle It. Uh, the other thing that is interesting for players to handle, and even coaches to some extent, is the amount of media here. It's almost like you take the Olympic Games and you pack it into to just a week. I mean, we have international media here, we have, um, there was a guy today at the media session who's an NBA guy. He's an NBA media guy, and all he was doing was asking Chiefs guys questions about the NBA. And of course, the question was MJ or LeBron? Like, what's that have to do with Super Bowl 57? The point here is these guys are doing more media this week. Let's take the rookies and even a Carlos Dunlap who's been in the league this long. This week, you'll do more media this week every day than you do throughout the entire season combined and it's okay yeah the dumb questions or the off the wall questions the one-off questions but it's also walking a minefield every day and that includes opening night which has turned
1: into something crazy yeah it's actual madness like it's craziness (laughs) we were at the media session earlier today which is here at the team hotel and it's one big room with like 500 people in it and you have 10 different guys at podiums, and you can just walk up to whatever podium you want to. But in order to get a question in, you have to like crawl over people and fight people, and it's just, it's nuts. But you're right. How do the players handle that? And it gets back to our um, thoughts on this coaching staff and how they prepare the guys for these moments. And the good news is I didn't get the vibe that any of the guys felt overwhelmed or anything. Like, a lot of our young players are so excited to be here. You can no, see but the didn't fire. you feel
0: like you are on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, it's nuts. And, and you and I even talked about it. Like, how can anyone get anything done down here? I don't know like, what questions are being asked and what content is being produced from this. I can't imagine much. And it's funny because – like if you're watching this podcast, you're in the weeds of Chiefs Kingdom every single day. There's questions being asked that were relevant in like September. And I mean the guys handle it with grace. I commend them for that. But yeah, it's it's pretty crazy around here.
0: <laughs> and it just takes one slip up. I mean, we saw what happened with Cincinnati the week of the AFC championship game, and you mentioned our guys are careful, but it's every day being careful. Every day in at least about an hour fifteen to an hour and a half um uh, media session surrounded by media that could be i don't know from all seven continents speaking <laughs> of around the world uh, on defending the kingdom but just one slip up yeah one slip up can lead to a lot now another part of handling this week is obviously doing your study for football uh, it's being in meetings paying attention don't be distracted but it's also handling there is some off time and down through the 56 years of the super bowl we can document times where that off time becomes perilous. Or you can handle it properly. And that's why I appreciate the maturity of this team. This, In my 29 years as the voice of the Chiefs, I've said this often. I said it today on shows. That this is the most physical, mental, and emotional mature team I think I've been around top to bottom. And that includes those rookies. But that's where it comes into play because there is free time. Not a lot, but some. And that can get tricky because we've seen it derail teams in past Super Bowls.
1: Yeah, and I think what I love about this group is there is just such a respect for how hard it is to get here. And our rookies obviously respect that, but for the guys that were here last year and that were so close to getting back to the Super Bowl and to lose in overtime at home to the Bengals, And then to go through an offseason where people outside the kingdom were doubting the Chiefs. They didn't think the Chiefs could even make the playoffs. I mean, we saw all that stuff, which seems so ridiculous now. But to fight through all of that, to play the Bengals again in the AFC title game, and to win it in a hard-fought game, to go through all that struggle and all that adversity, to get back to this moment, which they, they knew they belonged in, these guys aren't going to waste this opportunity. And that's just the the vibe I get from all of our guys that were here last year. They know how hard it is to get here, and they're not taking it for granted. And it's all about seizing this week, right? And we're seeing that so far from the guys.
0: You bring up an interesting point because we've talked about the rookies, first experience. We've talked about the vets who've been around a long time, first experience. But then are those second-year guys, think about them. Nick Bolton, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, guys who were – On the precipice of doing this a year ago and were denied right there yeah and now they're here they've not experienced it they weren't at super bowl 54 they weren't even part of the covid super bowl 55. they're experiencing this for the first time even though on this young team some of them seem like grizzled veterans
1: (laughs) and they're locked in yeah, Trey Smith, in. like Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey, do they seem to you, and Nick Bolton too, do they seem to you like they are second-year players? No, it feels like they've been in the league for ten years because that's the attitude that they bring, and they're such leaders on this squad. But it gets back to my point. I mean, one of the reasons I loved that win over the Bengals so much is you knew how much heart and and passion went into it, how badly the guys wanted it, and they weren't going to be denied in that game and watch all their faces as soon as Harrison Buckner's kick went through the uprights and the squib uh, happened and the Bengals um, lost the game. I mean, there was euphoria on the sidelines because the Chiefs knew how hard it was to get back to that moment. I mean, so many teams after the AFC title game last year, they're going to wilt. They're going to go downhill. I mean, they they were right there, and they didn't get there. And they're going to be thinking about that all season in a negative way. But the Chiefs use that as motivation and fuel to get back to that moment. They took care of business that time, which is the beautiful thing about it. And now they're in this moment. And again, they're not going to waste it. And even though guys like Nick Bolton, Creed Humphrey, uh, Trey Smith, they haven't been here before, it kind of feels like they have been because they're so locked in on the prize And
0: surrounded by people who know what to do uh, in this circumstance. A couple more things as we close on this episode of Vending the Kingdom here in Scottsdale and handle it. Handling, preparing preparing for this Super Bowl 57. It has derailed many teams the week and a half before the game. And that is dealing with injuries. We all know I get asked every day, as do you, because the Chiefs had a group of nine players either injured before the game against cincinnati injured during the game against cincinnati and part of handling it this week is getting the treatment and the rehab ready to go this week now we're doing this on a tuesday afternoon in scottsdale we can't give you definitive answers other than and coach is forthright about this he'll talk about it every day coming up but a part of handling it is getting yourself ready to play now we can't tell you who's going to be in or out on a tuesday but a Kadarius Tony, a Juju Smith-Schuster, we can go right down the line. Those guys of getting treatment and rehab from the best in the National Football League. In fact, it was just announced that Rick Burkholder is going into the National Athletic Training Hall of Fame. Wow! And an assistant athletic trainer, David Glover, was called the assistant trainer of the year. All right, that's not even going to Julie and, and Tiffany but the fact that handling this is getting ready to play as much as you can of those guys that are on the injured list.
1: That's another reason why the bye week was such a blessing, and Coach Reed's talked about that as well. Let's get our guys healthy because you want to have your best shot. You want to have your guys out there in the Super Bowl, right? Now, there is some good news. Mitch said we're shooting this on a Tuesday. Coach Reed met with the media earlier today. Everybody on the active roster practiced yesterday on Monday, and they were set to practice here today, which is great news. Legereus Sneed has cleared the concussion protocol. That's terrific news as well. And then Kadarius Tony and Juju Smith-Schuster, Juju dealing with that knee injury, and Kadarius with the ankle injury. They've been practicing, and Coach Reed said, we'll just see how they do the rest of the week as the practices ramp up. But that's all great news because you want to have these guys back. Having that bye was just really nice. The fact that you can let them kind of rest up last week, get their treatment. You don't have to rush them back, right, for the Super Bowl because you know they all want to play. Uh, And now they're down here, they're feeling better, and they're going to give it a shot. So uh, just another reason why that bye week was so important so we can hopefully get a bunch of these guys back. Truly,
0: I think this weather actually helps them heal as well. You don't want to play football in zero degrees with an injury? Yeah, we'll play (laughs) whatever. Coach, we'll go to Kazakhstan to play. We'll go to Neptune (laughs) and play. Hey, beating the drum at minus five windchiller. That's what we'll do. But... If I'm rehabbing an injury, yeah. it's a good spot to be with this son that's on us right now. Uh, and the fact that there was a roster move, I know you, most of you saw it, the fact that Clyde Edwards-Alaire has now been elevated to the active roster and McCall Hardman was put on IR. So we know that. But handling it is getting these guys ready to play physically with the rehab. And I'm with you. If we would have had to play without a bye week, it might have looked very similar to the end of the Cincinnati game to against Philadelphia. But now we got a shot uh, to get – most everybody if not everybody back for this game we'll close it out this way I loved it last night at opening night because to me and this is nothing the Eagles fan base is awesome right since 1930 they've been around they got a 30-year head start on us I thought the Chiefs' kingdom took it over last night. Yeah, it was Didn't so loud. Didn't you think that,
1: that arena, it was like a Suns game, and everybody for the Suns was really a Chiefs fan. Yeah, it was incredible. I mean, you could feel the energy. The players could feel it. I talked to some of the guys on the floor about it, and they could feel it, especially our rookies. I asked Trent McDuffie about it, and he's like, I mean, these, these fans are out here when it's zero degrees, like the Seattle game on Christmas Eve, uh, the game against the Bengals when it's like two degrees out there, and then all of a sudden they're in Phoenix uh, in the Footprint Center, which is the arena where it took place. Uh, It was like a Chiefs game. It was incredible. And uh, I think Chiefs Kingdom realizes how important this is and what a run we're on. One thing I've been saying uh, over the last few weeks is this run to the Super Bowl for me is the most satisfying one so far. Uh, Just because 2019, I mean, it was like a million miles per hour, like, Oh, my God, we're going to the Super Bowl, right? Like, it's, there wasn't a lot of time to think about it because there we were. I mean, we won and it was incredible. 2020 was weird just because of COVID. But this one, knowing that it was taken away from us last year and we fought all year long to get back to this moment and we have a chance to finish it, uh, it's all just incredibly satisfying. And uh, let's go win this thing on, on Sunday. I wish the game was tomorrow. That's the only downside. It's only Tuesday. And we're just waiting at this point. I just want
0: those guys to be totally <laughs> healthy. I'll, I'm with I'll, you. I'll wait. I'll wait. I'm with you. <laughs> but on NFL Network yesterday, and they started the clip with, and you can find it, it's, it's You can go on YouTube and search it. But the point is the whole you can doubt us, you can disrespect us, you can dislike us, you're <laughs> going <laughs> to deal with us. To me, I'm with you. There's, there is a feeling to this game that is different because this team, the Chiefs team, and the kingdom has been doubted since March. Yep. And here they are against a really good team. That'll be the next episode on Thursday, which will entitle Win It. But the Chiefs are here. And they'll win this game if they handle it. Ten, five, touchdown! Lock it down! And the celebration begins at Arrowhead.